Welcome to another episode of And Then It Hit Me. I'm your co-host, Lindsay. And I'm your co-host, Francis Rose. And today we have a special guest on the show. His name is Carlo Balagasai, and he is the co-founder of Strengthen You. Carlo, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and Strengthen You? What's up? Uh, glad to be here. <laughs> this is Carlo. Hello, listeners. Um, okay, my name is Carlo. I own a physio clinic, or a therapy clinic and a fitness facility called Strengthen You. We currently have one location in Scarborough, McCowan, and Milner Avenue, and we're opening a second location in Mississauga this fall. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. steps. Yeah, so um, we're pretty much the only fully integrated fitness and therapy facility in the world, like fully, fully integrated. Wow. We don't We don't have just a physiotherapist every Monday, Wednesday at 6 o'clock to 10. Like, it's full, like every single day we have about 11 uh, therapy rooms wow. two big group studios and one big personal training studio that's amazing um so incorporate all that inco- incorporate all that under one under one building we own the whole thing we don't Very cool. contract one out. stop shop one stop shop um and the story behind that is when we were when i was younger i, I was a fit i was into fitness my entire life i started okay. working out in 96 when i was in grade six um I did judo, martial arts my entire life. So my dad got this like decline bench with metal dumbbells, old school metal dumbbells. And I was like, damn, okay, I got to use that stuff because I wanted to be like Wolverine and have a big chest, <laughs> right, from X-Men. Of so course. I started doing decline chest presses and then I got addicted to, to it after. And my dad does judo. He's a black belt as well. Wow. So we both got our black belts. We got, we're, I was into fitness my entire life, like um, lifting people up, uh, deadlifting, bench pressing, all that stuff. Um, so with that comes performance because like, yeah. I was heavy into tournaments and, and um, I was at high level competition. Um, so I, I always got myself um, on the healing tip pretty much like, um, you know, massage therapy, all that stuff. Mm. And then it was when I was a bit older, maybe before we opened up SNU, maybe 2007, 2008, when I got serious into Muay Thai and I was re- injured all the time because it's mm. such a combative sport. Um, I went to see some physiotherapists in Cairo's yeah. and one of the, I don't want to name the, the place, but one of my, Caesar, he's my business partner now too on the clinic side as well. Um, he was working there at this, you know, top, clinic? top clinic, quote unquote, <laughs> top clinic at the time. They have, they had tons of locations across GTA. Um, and when I got there and I got some therapy I'm like man this is such a little disappointing bu- is, it was disappointing am i allowed mm. to swear no yes okay yeah it was, it was all it was, it was so bullshit <laughs> it was bad and, and and i don't and i had so much faith in it because you know i was like okay let me see real kairos and physios yeah and the man what i remember one of the treatments was like this the Cairo. i have to admit she was good looking so i was like okay i'm just gonna keep going because i have benefits <laughs> now i was an engineer at this time so i was working as a process engineer in the automotive industry so i had benefits i'm like yo i'm just gonna use this and she's good looking. Enjoy it. And I'm every like, day. you know what? May as well. Whatever, right? But I, but the problem was, I was actually, I actually needed to get help. Right. And then there's one time, and it kind of did for me. This one session I did. So what they would do is they would stack physio and Cairo together, right? My appointments because they back. wanted they wanted to get as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. F- whatever, fine. I don't care about that as long as you serve me properly, like exactly. service me properly. Yeah. Remember this lady, this Cairo, she. My whole appointment, she got me for 10 minutes to put a little ball on my back. And she she literally got me there for like 10 minutes. And then she came in. I think she was treating somebody else. She came in, adjusted me, and she and then she left. 
and then I had to go through a physio, one of their physio assistants. I didn't even see the physiotherapist at all. So I don't know if you guys went to experience this shit, but I, I went through a physiotherapist assistant and went on the floor and there's like, he was looking after like six other people oh at the same time and he was getting Just me to do this, this rotation exercises, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I could have done at home and for like 10 minutes and he was, we were young, he was young too, he was a young guy, he's like, oh man. So do you like this? He's like, yeah, I love it, man. I don't really have to do anything, and I make a lot of money. And I'm standing there, I'm like, you son of a bitch, like you're not really doing anything with me. Right. And then he's like, he did four exercises, or whatever. And then I left, and, and then I'm sent like, sent you home. And I when left them really like, yo, this is the most bullshit thing I've, yeah. I've done in and my you life. Looked at the bill and, and you like, look at the oh bill. My God. Yeah, and that's the problem. That was a major problem because listen, I don't care if you have benefits or not, and you're eventually paying. You are paying for it. Yeah. Right. You are paying for it because your hard work and that's exactly. the benefits you get. So I looked at him like, yo, this is the top clinic right now. And this is the kind of shit that they're, they're doing with us. One day when you open a business, when I open business, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compete with these guys. Right. So I always had it in my mind um, to do it. So I quit engineering because the economic collapse happened mm. in 2000, 2007, 2008. Yeah. My right. job was to get rid of jobs on the manufacturing line because my line was fully automated right, right. had robotics so my job there was there was a legit meeting they're like guys you have to find a way f to reduce manpower in your lines and oh, wow. get rid of people so i was like okay i can't do this i have to, I have yeah. to leave right. yeah so i left i saved some money i saved uh, like tens of thousands like a few thousand dollars at least over t over twelve thousand dollars and then i left and I called up my friend Christian, who's my business partner today. I was he was working at Extreme Fitness at the time in Pickering, and I was like, "Yo, can you get me a job? I I I, I love this at Extreme Fitness. At Extreme Fitness okay. as a personal trainer in, in Pickering. So that you also had those credentials as a fitness trainer? No, I wasn't a fitness trainer. At that okay, time. but I, I was like, yeah, I've been training my entire life. I could, yes, I, I could to train anybody exactly. at that point I, I put experience. my i put my body through everything i i, I was over 220 pounds of solid muscle at one point in my life and then i went to that phase of my life i was a 145 fighting weight wow. at muay thai and Huge i wanted difference. i won a u.s national championship all that like i was physically oh, on top of my your game. body's hurting yeah, 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 yeah. My, that's why my body was hurting right. but i physically went through all this stuff and i knew in my head i'm like none of these people in this gym have ever done as much as i have physically mm -hmm. put themselves through it mentally too so I knew I could bang. I was like, okay, let me just choose to go here now. Right. Let me even yeah. make a choice. Um, so I did. In the first three months, I was one of the top trainers there. I got the highest sales of the first month. And Christian decided that he was going to leave soon because one of his clients offered him an opportunity to open a gym. Mm. And Christian was actually the top, one of the top trainers, sales people in extreme history ever. Wow. Right? So it was good. Like, he was a great... First of all, he never went to college. He went. He just went into fitness mm -hmm. without going to school or anything. And people laughed at him. People were like, "What? Why, why are you just going to be a trainer?" Mm -hmm. But he just went all in. He didn't give a shit what everybody else thought. Good for he him. Just did what he wanted to yeah. do. Yeah. And what he was passionate. Go get her. Yeah. yeah. Before before fitness was a thing. Right. Wow. So imagine people were like, "Oh, you're just this." What are you poor, doing? Yeah, There's no money trainer. in it. Yeah. 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 Got to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He never went to school for it. And then he opened the gym and then I was like, you know what, since you helped me, you know, get a job, I'm going to help you, man. Uh, let me, let me, whatever you need, let me help you. So I would go with him to open his gym when it was just a warehouse. It was like, like 1600 square feet, um, empty warehouse. We built our own plyo boxes, which we still have at <laughs> SME wow. today. Oh, wow. We built it. We painted ourselves. We, we demoed everything. We, 
we tried tiling ourselves and that was horrible so we got a client to kind of do <laughs> us a you? favor but the problem was he was running out of money mm. and i was like yo okay listen bro i know we this is what you want to do i have money i've saved money here's my whatever you need let me buy it and then yep. we'll figure it out later i just i for me i was like I, i've never met anybody who wanted to open a business or even had a business yeah so it's like for me selfishly in the back of my head I'm like i'm gonna learn what the hell this guy's doing right so eventually you can do it i can do it myself not yeah. the fitness maybe something else and then eventually he's like yo you're not you don't have to do this so i'm like but dude this is you know I, this is my homage to you like it's a learning experience it's a learning experience like, yeah and then he's like you know why don't you just become my business partner i'm like shit i don't know i was kind of scared i was like <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. That big leap of faith. Dude, because our, our unit was hidden hidden in Scar somewhere in Scarborough. Um, it was a warehouse unit. Like if and we, I don't I doubted that we even had the ability to even take in clients because it was so bad. Mm. <laughs> but then I was like, but people came. But then I was like, you know what? Whatever. F it. Let's do it. So we did it. I joined on. I, I you know, I took over a lot of stuff like uh, like marketing and branding and stuff like that because um, I knew how to do a lot of uh, computer work and then eventually we we eventually got you know the we eventually got it going we opened up there's a lot of people it was very successful the grand opening Sean Desmond was there who was our oh, boy wow. yeah he, he's our boy opened up and <laughs> we had our first lesson because after that we did a free class and then nobody signed up oh no yeah man it was, it was they bad. were all just there for they were there for the you know, song or so, singing so so the, the 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 thing that i realized is that people will support you up to a certain point yeah but when when it comes to money it's kind of like you have to be so much better than everybody else you that need they're gonna to provide a service that they really need yeah and want. yeah sure. so that kind of pushed us we're like okay we don't have physically a beautiful space, but what we can control is the ability to make people feel amazing when they get in here. Uh-huh. They're so amazing that this doesn't matter. <laughs> so that's when we came up with like, okay, amazing music. Let's get get big speakers. Let's dim the lights. Let's add some stuff. Let's add some ambiance. And every single minute is utilized. Every every single minute is utilized. We're not. We're, 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 there's no lull. Like the energy is just gonna spike the whole way through in our group classes. So we reinvented our group classes. Got rid of the shit classes that we did. We used to have Zumba. We had yoga and stuff like that. So we rebranded. We're like, okay, let's just. If we're gonna fail, let's just fail on our own merit with our own shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. So we Doing we created. Yep, yeah, we created our group classes, and that eventually we we knocked on every single door on Milner Avenue, Scarborough wow. Town Center. Yeah, like not like like literally. Physically going to be phone. We gotta get out. And we're like, (laughs) all right, you 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 call everybody from A to Z, and I'll call everybody from A to Z. Oh man! Yeah, come come on for free class, free class, free class. Wow! And then eventually, one person signed up, and then two people, three people, four people. Because I still had the spreadsheet too, because I was doing a spreadsheet (laughs) manually. (laughs) Manually. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we started becoming successful. The first. After the first year, you know, group classes, we were actually surviving, mm-hmm. right? After the first few months. And then one year later, we opened the clinic. And the same story, we're like, <laughs> a unit opened up beside us that used to be a Wing Chun place. It was like 800 square feet. And we were like, yo, let's open a PT studio. And then Christian was like, no, let's open a clinic. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, Think are you big. are you crazy? I was like, in my head, I'm like, how are we going to open a clinic? We don't even know what that, like, are we even allowed to do that? <laughs> he's like, and he's like, yo, we'll figure it out, man. 
we called Tiny Caesar, and he, he eventually he hung up on us at first because you know, we were like, yo, we're going to open a clinic, man. You in or out? He hung up on Christian. <laughs> yeah, he hung up on Christian. And then, and then he eventually, he calls it, yo, your yo, are you serious? Because what he used to do, he sees, we only had one office. So he used to, while class was going on, he used to kind of go in there and treat other patients on his own. And we would get a cutout for it. And he, and he kept on, man, you guys are so lucky, blah, blah. Like, yo, eventually we're going to get you. Don't worry. We're going to get you. And then we, he eventually said yes. And we opened SMU Therapy cool. with two massage therapists. And Cairo, one of my, like, our friends from school, from elementary school and stuff like that. That's amazing. I still remember we rented, we bought our file cabinet. Uh, it was purple from Kijiji. <laughs> and, and then I remember coming in like, oh, because we built, we built everything, right? So we took a couple months to build every built rooms in this new place. We had like four rooms. I'm picturing and, it. And then this little filing cabinet, purple filing cabinet. And I opened, I'm like, oh, this place is good. How many clients do we have? And literally just one. One file. Literally just one file. Yes. Literally just one file. Okay. Wow. And, you know, fast forward. Uh, to 2019, we're gonna do over two million dollars this year. Wow! Yeah, this year alone. Good for you. That's yeah. absolutely amazing. In one year, yeah, man. It was. It was. It, it's. It's been a crazy ride. Yeah. Crazy ride. But it sounds like a very successful one. A lot of lessons learned. Yeah. Dude, I, I can't tell you how many times we had to pass on getting a paycheck to mm-hmm. pay our people to mm-hmm. pay our so pay it's our a vendors. sacrifice too. Major sacrifice. I don't even know how my wife stayed with me. <laughs> no, were you with her from the beginning no, of this journey? No, 2014, we got together. The first few years, uh, you know, I had dated some girls here and there. Mm-hmm. But it was hard, like, to be honest with you. I don't, <laughs> it's hard. How is it, how How can a, anybody, not a female or male, be with somebody whose focus is solely on the business the and the survival? Right. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't relate to that at all. Yeah. Like, no I can't. life balance. There's no, none whatsoever. I'm like, I'm sorry, but... And I said this to my wife when we first started, like, if you ever make me choose between you or my business, I have to leave you mm-hmm. because my business crazy. feeds. I, I right look now. how many yeah. people rely on me, man. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, I promise you, I'll get it. I'll, I'll find a way where I can have a balance. But not now. Like, I'm sorry. This is right. what this is how it's going to be. If not, we could hold this off until later on when I do have time. And how long do you think it took for your relationship to find stability with uh, the business <laughs> venture going on it, it's it's eventually like maybe a couple of years into it mm-hmm. a couple of years so into she it. was really patient in the she's very pa- she's very what a patient good woman. yeah she's yeah. an amazing woman i mean she floated us for a while because she had her own that's why i was attracted to her she had her own place she she you know she has a government job she had a motorcycle which is hot <laughs> you know yeah man and i was like oh this girl has her shit together because i was used to being with girls who were like you know they didn't really have much right yeah I was young too, right? So who really had much? So she was more mature. My wife is a bit older than me, so she's more mature than me. And she's patient with me. She's, you know, she lost her patience a few times (laughs) with me, but... Which is um, understandable. Like we're it is all understandable. human. Yeah, it's it's tough. And, you know, and I told, like, eventually, I I, I promise you, I'm going to, you know, spend some time um, just with us and I will make time. So I used to work weekends all the time for the first six years maybe mm-hmm. wow every day i thought you were gonna say two three years. no no every day man every oh single day it's like working at a restaurant yeah every single day <laughs> every day because we used i used to do the classes i used to do everything admin wow. work i used to sell everything um but then eventually now we hired more people that i don't have to be so that's my compromise like okay i won't work weekends yeah. mm-hmm. but i'm gonna work 
long days yeah. but not weekends right so I still sometimes I come home and I and she's sleeping or she's about to go to bed and I literally have like 30 minutes with her mm-hmm. wow and then I go to bed so that's that's been tough for her mm-hmm. but yeah the compromise is there she's understanding wow yeah. you're a lucky guy so that's that's a story that's a long wind story of how that's strength great. in you kind of got you know got to be mm-hmm. um, and that's why we're so passionate about it man that's why every like, love it Dude, every, like our our people. I, okay, so this weekend we went to Valve, right? And I went with my like like SNU people, like physiotherapy, like our, our group. Yep. We're so passionate. And we like hang out. We love hanging out with each other. You're so, a family. Yeah, we're a family. It's it's it's, it's makes it crazy, so much fun, dude. And we we literally work with each other all day, every single day. And you know, you naturally you don't hate it. one another yet. No, no. <laughs> you know what? It's they're, they're, we attracted. We're very anal about attracting the right people. Good. Because for a lot of business start with customers first. For us, it's our people first because yeah. they're the only ones who who will serve their customers. They're the ones who who are your front line. Yeah. That represent who your business is and 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 shift that into the customers. And um, you know, a lot of people forget about that. Mm-hmm. I and I think it's really important because I'll be honest with you. I was just telling Lindsay earlier today that I had gone through maybe five or six clinics. I am now happy with the clinic I'm with, which is SNU. Mm-hmm. And that's because I feed off of the energy that your entire staff has. So Thank you. currently Amazing. I am seeing your physiotherapist, Cairo. I've offline spoken to your naturopath. Wow. And um, I'm missing one more massage therapist, your RMT. Yeah. And who you see? Who, which RMT are you seeing? Brendan. Brendan, nice. He's yes. awesome. So it's just, I love the fact that I can feel the kind of environment that you've provided within your staff. And they, they also speak really highly of you as a business owner. And I don't have a mic recorder on me when I'm, you know, when I'm seeing them. Like they speak passionately about their jobs. And they're constantly harping on how good of an employer SNU is. That's amazing. And that's not to gain my business. You already have my business. Yeah. But I think it's just genuine and honest. And that's why that's part of why I keep going back. The second reason is obviously I get results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. But it's really important to me that the customer service that I get is a positive experience. Yeah. And I do think that's something that you provide that I haven't entirely felt with other clinics mm-hmm. yeah i mean the, the, in clinics and other gyms you get some superstars you get some people who actually give a shit yeah but then you get a lot of people who don't exactly. and, and and i think that's what kind of ruins the environment is yeah. you know that one you know rotten apple just spoils everything so right. we we recognize that early and, and i've worked in in shitty places mm-hmm. yeah. we, we all have yeah and we, we're like fuck man this person's amazing but you have, your attitude sucks right so for us if your attitude sucks i'm gonna give you shit how amazing you are because exactly. we could teach you how to be amazing right like we're our it training you can't change someone's personality that's yeah. it yeah like we have the most comprehensive training process in our industry both in clinic and in the gym right. we we over train the shit out of our people <laughs> like over like we spend a lot of money doing and so. i can tell i can yeah. tell because of the treatment that i receive yeah and awesome. even i'm sidetracking a little bit here but um the last time Lindsay and i were together recording our podcasts we actually got into a little car trouble and i i was devastated because of the amount that it would cost to fix my 12 year old car anyway i had a physio appointment that weekend and i had to ask my partner to drive me to snu and when i got there 
you know, Clay, my physiotherapist, was just like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm devastated. I don't know what to do with my car, da 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 da. And while we were working on physio, he was also helping me from a mental health standpoint. But also, he referred me to a bunch of guys, as well as your naturopath, who could help me find a new car or research (laughs) on used cars or whatever it is. And it's just, it's not just a one-sided business thing. Like, they take care of you as people. And that's what I appreciate the most. I always joke around with my physio, OT, and everything and say to them, they're not only an OT or a physio, you're also my therapist that yeah. I talk to yeah, and about daily life. They know mm-hmm. more about stuff than some of my friends. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's true. It's it's absolutely true, man. There's yeah. stuff that I've heard from patients and clients, man. It's like, oh, shit. And I think that's what makes <laughs> great healthcare providers. Definitely. When they're there for you all around. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's essentially what are you there for you're there for people we're in the people business not therapy yeah. business not gym you're there for people you're the catalyst to change some change in someone's life exactly and and you have to be empathetic to that and, and to what they're going through because you're at, you're 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 in front of someone who's pretty much at the most vulnerable state in their life yeah. at exactly the moment, they need to right? trust you yeah mm-hmm. and, and this want is, to and, be there and this is why that trust is imperative to build yeah. um and to understand because Yo, like when I and I talk to myself about this all the time. But guys, when was the last time you paid any sort of money and and, and went up to somebody and be like, yo, I'm vulnerable. I need your help. Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. Can you help yeah. me? Right. When was that? If, if you've never done that before, how can you be empathetic to anybody who's in front of you? Yeah. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? Yeah. So one of the things that we do in our gym in gym side, it's like if you're a new person, you give us five hundred dollars and you have to earn that five hundred dollars with five one hundred dollar an hour sessions with a, one, a senior person. Okay. So if you have to earn that money, so you have to learn how it feels to give that type of service. That's right? interesting. Yeah. An interesting concept. Because if you and if you don't, here here's your money back. You will work somewhere else wow. if you don't agree with that. That's I actually like that. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our our personal training session is seventy dollars an hour, but that's why it's like if you could give a hundred dollars an hour a session, that means that person who's paying seventy dollars feels that they got a fucking deal. Exactly. And that's what you want. Right. Yes. Right. I don't want people to be like, oh fuck, I'm spending seventy dollars with this guy. Right. I want them to be like, shit, it's only seven bucks. Seventy. Mm-hmm. I get that much with you, yeah. and I'm only paying this. Yeah, it's, it's worth deal. it, dude. Yeah. Because money is all. Rel- it doesn't actually matter what the number is i can make you feel like you wasted 20 dollars an hour yeah mm-hmm. you get what you, i mean if you get really shitty service then yeah i wish i didn't pay anything exactly right yeah like yeah. i would I, I would get you know i wish i paid to get my time back yeah, pretty much for sure. yeah. well like you were saying at, when i was doing placements for my ota pta program i was at a few clinics and i was just like oh you guys only do 20 minute sessions like me i'm used to my full hour and my full hour is spent with the physiotherapist the entire time exactly and here it would be like here's your list of exercises i'll show you how to do it okay you got it okay you take that home bye and it's like wow that's eye-opening yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i mean you know not to rag on any other clinic but but that's that was the old model you know uh uh, a physiotherapist would hand you off to a PTA and you would be in a group of pe- with a group of people doing an exercise. Right. Yeah. Back then that worked, but right now people are so much more knowledgeable in how things should be. And we, our group stepped it up to another level that, Hey man, w- you know, why not just give as much as possible to somebody because they'll come back. Exactly. What you want is a lifetime client, not and just tell other people. 
Exactly. Because now, like, if you do that and you go with these people who, who hand you off to a PTA who doesn't really engage with you, mind you, there are, we have PTA as well. And he's, he's, a, tra- he's a trainer, not just oh, a okay. PTA. He knows his shit. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's the only way we would kind of set that up. Um, and it was one-on-one still, not... Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you're not with a group of people. It's still one-on-one. Yeah. And you build rapport. That's the only way we, we decide to do it. Um, but, you know, you want somebody to kind of rely on you for a lifetime. That's what we're here for. You're, we're your mentors. Like, if you're whatever you do in life, if you want to get fit, you're going to call SNU. If you, yeah. if you get injured, you're going to call SNU. Right? You want a new car, you call SNU. My yeah, ther- we're, con- we're connected, man. We're connected. That's why. Right. My therapist keeps saying that their job is to basically get rid of me. Yeah, exactly. They're like, it's not like I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but I'm basically trying to help you so I can get rid of you Absolutely. so I can keep going on. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, I mean, it's a funny way to look at it, but it, you're right. The, but it's true. I mean, if, you're, if your clinic is busy, you don't want these people to come back sometimes. Yeah. It's like, shit, I don't like, you know, it. it Especially, you don't want to you want to be the reason, or you don't want to hold up their progress either, which is, happens a lot. You know, they're like, okay, how much does this person have in, in benefits? Yes. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna stretch that. Right. Yes. Like, first of all, on, on average, people get injured multiple times a year anyway, so they're gonna have to come back anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges that you encounter as a clinic and your practitioners as healthcare providers? The biggest challenge is belief, I think. Like people believing them in themselves. Be- believing that like it's possible, number one, that, you know, for your instance, um, you know, when you got a bar- bad car accident, how many times, you're like, you're one of a few people who, who are like, fuck it, I want to get better, I need to get better. I don't, this is not going to, this is not going to hold me back, right? But there's a lot of people who just mentally, Give physically up. break down and they just, they just, you know, they think they already give in without actually trying because it is hard. Very hard. It's hard, especially yeah. when you're in pain and you go through emotional um, situations where, especially if you, if when you're young, these tr- the trauma, you break down during conflict, yeah. right? When you're used to that, of course, you're going to break down when things get hard because now you have to s- sack up and be like, okay, now everything is on my shoulders, um, no matter how unfair it is. That life had to did this yeah. to me. Why me? Why the me? why me question? Yeah. Right. Oh, why do I have to do this? Yes. You know, it's not fair. I, I was. Why did this happen? I was physically strong. Yes. I was, you know, I was in bodybuilding shape. I had my life together before this accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, naturally, you could fall into that "what was me" situation, and you'll never get out of it fully. You're never fully committed. Like, you know what? This is not going to define me. I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to come here. You tell me what to do. And I'm going to do it better than you think I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do Prove more homework. Wrong. I'm going to do more homework. Like, because at the end of the day, you're the only reason you're not getting better. Yeah. It's not my job to lift the weights for you. It's not mm-hmm. my job to take the steps for you. My job is to mentor you through it. You yeah. have to go through it because your body needs to reassociate with that movement. Exactly. It has to build. The neural pathways have to kind of connect again to go there. But I can't do that nope. for you. And now that's really one of the hardest is belief and in, in understanding and, and, and um, trust, really. Because it's hard. The trust in somebody is like, yeah, what is this person going to fucking exactly. do for me? You know? So or the, the client trusting the, you The client as the trusting the process because there's another yeah. mode where, you know, you're super anal. Like, what are you talking about? Are you sure it's like that? Are you sure? Like, you have to Got trust it. them for a period of time. I mean, yes, there's a point where, shit, okay, this guy's not 
this guy or girl's not doing anything for me. I, yeah. I, I'm not seeing any progress. But, you know, lifting your leg up and moving in a certain direction for a lot of people is, is progress. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your ability to move a toe is yeah. huge progress. Yep, that's yeah. where I'm at. You know, just because you're not running like you used to, that doesn't mean this is in progress. That neuropathy, like I said, the ability to, to feel sensation in certain body parts yeah. is massive because that's a catalyst now to to jump around and do other things. Some more, exactly. Yeah. Because once those pathways are open, that now, that signal, okay, now we can stimulate that a mm-hmm. bit more, a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. Um, so patience, man, patience and, and, and all that stuff. That's really one of the hardest things to see in, the, in our patients, especially, you know, fitness too. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It is. Right? It's hard. Now, when you look at the alternate side, what are some of the rewards? For us? For you. Oh, man. As just, a practitioner. Just to, to, just to see somebody just just get it, you know, just get it and, and fully, fully immerse themselves into the process and understanding that, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I know I was bitching, complaining. And <laughs> I came in a wheelchair <laughs> and now I'm walking. Yeah, like like every day. And we see it all the time. Like, I guess this is a way of their the their way of coping sometimes. Like, cursing you. Like, oh, I don't want to do this today. Right? Like, <laughs> that was me. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we get it. You know, it, it, it's it's a little fun and play and, and, you know, just to be heard and stuff like that. But then you when you go through it and you start seeing progress and you start seeing a shift in attitude and a shift in and what's possible in someone and then they start taking that Living and be like themselves. yeah and then and they're like yo because i did this guys i'm doing this now mm-hmm. and that's you know being like i said to you guys earlier the catalyst for change um this is just a small part of it because okay what if you could do that if you could go through a horrific car accident and push through it with yourself and have trust in people and and know that holy shit i could go through these hard times what else can i do yeah. and taking that now it's like okay i've learned the principles of doing things again and again and again and again and again and seeing minimal results but then eventually start clicking right mm-hmm. oh shit what if i try to run a business because that's pretty much the same thing yeah take right? a chance take a chance have zero resources at first building the resources going through shit going through tough times mentally checking myself every day do i want to do this do i want to do this and then small changes happen and then boom you know that's ex- it's 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 the same thing with life and everything and that's why i always i i loved and i chose this industry because once you check yourself it's it's so rewarding you know it, you can take that and apply it anywhere because it, you can't lie to yourself right. right you can't lie to me that you're doing your physio stuff i could see that you were doing it right you can right tell you could you could tell yeah you could tell yeah. no matter how much you lie to me I know. Oh, I know I you didn't eat properly. <laughs> Look at you. I saw your body fat percentage a month ago, and I, I gave to, you the right program. I used to have an indicator on my fibula. I broke my fibula on my right leg, and I'd come in. Sorry, I'd come in, and I'd I'd be like, "Oh no, I didn't do like I didn't do anything this weekend." And she, my physiotherapist, would go, "Yeah, sure." Check my leg. <laughs> no, she'd feel the fibula, and it would have a big bump, and she'd mm-hmm. be like. Do you want to rephrase that, Lindsay? <laughs> I'd be like, "Damn it, I was caught again." Yeah, we know, man. We know, and it's even not uh, fair. even we, you know, we we've been through this before. Are <laughs> right, you not the first, you know, set of people that I'm we? I'm admitting it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hear, hear me, guys. <laughs> we gotta hold her accountable now. Yeah, but 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 this is it. With with anything in life, this is the number one check. It's like. You either are going to do it or you don't. And right. and yeah. the proof is in your physical ability, yeah. pretty much. It shows. It's going to show through your performance or the physically what you look like. Right. Yeah. Right? Your gait. And you, you yes. can, it's exactly as simple as your gait. Yeah. yeah. 
I know that you have been doing it because you're rocking the same. <laughs> I know it's you're boring still and it's shitty. Really bad. Yeah, it's boring and it's annoying and blah blah blah. You feel like a little like a lab rat sometimes. Uh-huh. Like, what am I doing? I want to deadlift. I want to do plyos and all that stuff, right? Especially like you know, you want to do cool stuff. Exactly. You want to get back into. You want to get back in, yeah. into to you know that grit stuff, but you can't do that unless you learn that. Yeah. Learn mm-hmm. the simple stuff. Perfect the simple stuff in judo. This is why I love judo. Um, and uh, that's why a lot of people can't get their black belts because for the first year like years and years and years you have to learn how to fall mm-hmm. you have to learn how to fall mm-hmm. um, and fall beautifully perfectly if you don't your sensei is gonna fucking mess you up I still right. remember back in the day this is before abuse and all that stuff my sensei used to have a, uh, a bamboo stick and if we didn't get up properly if we didn't you know get up with the right leg proper leg fix your gi and stand up properly They'll hit you. Ooh, if, oh, you man. Walk, if you Ooh. walk in front of anybody, in front of a sensei, they'll hit you. So these small things lead to bigger things. You can't, you can't learn how to throw someone beautifully if you can't fall beautifully. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's the same principles. These small things add up, and when they're added up perfectly, that that creates the perfect scenario. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the same thing with it's with movement. Small. It's it's the same thing. There's a reason why we're making you do small things first. Because right. we know. It all builds to the big picture. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and you just have to be patient. A lot of people are impatient these days, man. I have oh to my say, god, that was the that hardest. Me. <laughs> it is super hard. It's super hard. Laying in a bed being like, Are you kidding me? I yeah. can't move. Yeah, oh what do you mean? Focus on touch moving my toes. Like I, yeah. what are you it talking about? Work that's like it. That. Like that's all I have to do? What the, come on, right? Yeah. It's annoying. It's yeah. Right? Sure. But if you lost the ability to do these things, you have to get back to square one. Right. Exactly. And time and time again, we hear about having a support system throughout those challenging times where you're starting from scratch. For Lindsay and I, we had to learn to walk again in a pool. And that's kind of demoralizing and yeah. discouraging in because the pool with the old people. With yeah, old people? <laughs> would, would it have been different if it was young people? Yes. Yes. It would have, right? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Because then you you're yeah, yeah. able to relate to yes. the people who are around you. But when everyone else is forty years older than you, it's a little bit tough. Oh dear, what happened uh, to you there, sweetie? Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. So but it, they ended up being my personal cheerleaders. So I have to say, I go and then they see them. me come from going in with a wheelchair to being able to walk out on my own, being like. I'm so proud of you. Hey, hey, that's that. I'd take that. I have more grandparents now. Yeah, I take that. I, I would definitely take that, man. Old people, are, they're nice, man. They're, they're nice. amazing. They're so sweet, right? They're so sweet. But I think what um, people may not recognize or see more obviously is the support system from healthcare practitioners. Yes. Yeah. How important do you feel is your role for a survivor? Uh, it's it's one of the most crucial. important. It's crucial. It's crucial because you're building, you're helping build confidence. You know, imagine being a practitioner and not even saying that, oh, you did very well today. Just like, fuck this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's right. the point? If yeah. I'm not if I'm not progressing or if, if, if this person's not even, you know, engaged in my recovery, why am I going to go see this person? Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, then you can make a quick judgment again because you're so emotional in this moment. 
you'd be like, oh, nobody wants to help me. Yeah. What's the point then? Yeah. I don't want to do up. this. I'm going to give up. Mm-hmm. It's crucial, man. It's the energy. It's the energy you're around every single day. You're usually with these people multiple times a week. Oh, yeah. It's right? a full-time in your, job. In, in, in your, yeah, like, in, for your, your cases, initially, it's it was. all the time, yeah. every day. I think it was and I remember when they, sorry. Three, I was just going to say three or four practitioners per day. Yeah, per day, initially. Yeah, yeah, initially. Yeah. Absolutely. So now, if you're with a person who doesn't give a shit, who's just going through the motion, it's like, okay, well, I guess my recovery isn't as important to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then it demoralizes you. You don't, yeah. you don't want to do it. But if you feel like you're going to let somebody down too, it's like, fuck, okay, I got, I'm, I'm, this yes. guy's making me feel guilty because yes. like, he or she is, is rooting for me. Yeah. And we all need that. Like, we're human beings. We need a support system. We, can't, we will die if we don't have a social circle that, that's 100%. supportive and you feel like you're, you're safe. Yeah. Right? Especially in a moment like that, you don't, you feel very vulnerable. Yeah. You feel very unsafe at that point because anybody can, you know, essentially do anything to me at that moment because I'm par. I'm yeah. Essentially, I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So you want to be even more safe. You're you're yearning so much more for a, a, a safe zone and safe people around mm-hmm. me to help me, you know, get better. Um, but yeah, there's the, that's the thing. It's that's why it starts with being passionate about people, man. Yeah. Like not about the money. Yeah, you make good money and in, in being a practitioner, that's great. But if you don't help people, that money is not going to be sustainable either. Right. You know? So it's it's imperative. It's one of the it's most important things. It's it's it is. And especially like, you know, not just your practitioner, but your family too, the people you're with, that's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it, it is hard on family members too to yes, to keep is. taking you to these appointments and mm-hmm. you know, taking time off work and yeah so it's hard it's very it hard is. but it also it's on you too to make them feel like is. shit thank you I'm, i i you know thank you for helping thank you for I, I acknowledge that you're you're sacrificing just as much as me and I, I appreciate that that alone makes people feel that's enough for a lot of people yeah right because i want to feel like you appreciate my help too imagine yes. I, like you know i don't like you just because you're paying of me. each other absolutely yeah. I, I hate trying to work with somebody who doesn't even want to be there mm-hmm. it's like what's the point man mm-hmm for sure you know what i mean so you have to check yourself too you know just check your attitude going in there have a good mental attitude and and be open Mm -hmm. you know on that note what are the key components of an ideal recovery or recovery patient uh ideal recovery uh key components um okay you know for people key components is a first of all good assessment right understanding really like how many people have assessed you guys when a you lot. first a lot, right? <laughs> See, what bothers me is I have people that say to me, and I take offense to this now. Mm. I can't wait to help you because I'm going to fix you. Yeah. And I look at them, I'm like, in my head, I'm going, I'm not a lab rat. Yeah. I've yeah, been yeah. through this really bad accident. Yes, I get it. But I also have my whole team. I've had a whole bunch of doctors. I've had surgeons. Like, don't tell me you can fix me. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, yeah, that's that, and that's the thing too, right? Like, that's why it's good to have a team that looks at your file and, and really communicates with each other. Exactly. And and has understanding of where your body's at right now and yep. they're cohesive in, in the treatment plan. So that's a, that's a big thing. Communication is one of the biggest things and, and understanding, everybody understanding their part in the treatment plan. 100%. You know, um, not just therapists, even, um, you know, uh, depending on the type of therapist you see. Uh, doctors, because some doctors aren't on board with, a lot of physio stuff they, they, they're yes. kind of i don't know they're kind of old school and so that's a tough one having the right doctor who understands the human body and, and mm-hmm. you know body mechanics is important or a surgeon who goes oh you 
can do so much, like your flexion can be this, and then they don't think about the pain factor in there. Where the physiotherapist, you go to them and they're like, oh, you can do it, but there's also the pain, but they don't think about that. Yeah, so a cohesive team, which is hard to find. It's very hard to find. Um, You know, but having, you know, I know taking it from the the surgeon to to the rehab part, that could be a kind of difficult thing because, mm-hmm. like you said, the communication between them is, is yep. not really there, even though they're in the same hospital sometimes. They just write an aggressive uh, letter to be taken back to the physio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then eventually, hopefully, this physio team, that everybody around the massage therapist and all that stuff, yep. they communicate well yep. and, and give you administer a good treatment plan. For sure. Right? Um, second is, again, the ability to for the patient to, to understand it understand and, and understand the actual timelines that they they want to hit mm-hmm. is a very important part realistic timelines is a huge thing too because you know how many times have you been told either okay you'll get fixed in a few months or you oh, know yeah. oh it might take so much longer so, so realistic managing realistic realistic expectations. expectations um on both sides and sometimes it does take reevaluation. sometimes you're gonna be like oh shit you know what we thought you're gonna improve this way a bit more but okay this is the new yeah yeah because sometimes people you know progress 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 and then something stick there's a sticking point right i don't know if you guys ever got Uh, something like that yeah i had to get another surgery to remove more hardware so i went from 74 degree flexion to now 110 degree flexion because of the removal of the hardware so if somebody analyzed like oh shit okay you need the physio was like we're at a brick wall here like i can feel it stop and this is the only way we're going to get to here yeah so stuff like that yeah. you know which happens which yeah. will happen and it shouldn't you shouldn't let it break you down it's just another opportunity to move forward sometimes these things have to happen yep right so really big understanding of what it actually is going to take right so now there is also a stigma around the term disability yeah when we speak to other trauma survivors there's a very negative stigma around it and we're quite honestly, quite sensitive about the term. Yeah. As a healthcare practitioner or being in the medical field, how do you define disability and what are your thoughts around the term itself? Yeah, we never really use the word disability anyways. Um, because what do you use? Because we're still looking for a new word for it. Because I, I hate that word. Um, we don't, I don't know. It's, 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 it's just... The, the word itself just doesn't it allows you to just accept you know certain things and and for us there, there's no accepting how, if you don't want to accept it then we could help you not accept it you know mm. what i mean like it's only a disability if you allow it to be mm. um you know that's why we don't really use that word we never really use it like oh this person has this disability mm-hmm. you know this, we just use challenges we use different other other words for it because it's so absolute. A lot challenges. of challenges. That's yeah. the word. Yeah. Because it is a challenge, but it doesn't disable our. No, not at all. Could still try. Yeah, it's just like it still allows us to move forward. We just might not reach the same goal in the same time, but we're still working towards it, and yeah. we're able to focus on that goal and keep moving. Yeah, I mean, people mistaken disability with inability, and I don't like that. I don't either. <laughs> you know, and, and and for it's mainly for the patient. It's like, oh, I have this disability. That that a lot of times that you know that you're gonna wave the white flag at that yeah. point. 
you know just because you're in a wheelchair currently that doesn't mean you're disabled mm-hmm. you're still able like you you in small little ways you're still able to move and to do small things mm-hmm. so let's not call it that let's you know you're going through something right now and mm-hmm. i don't know what that is but you're gonna get out of it so right. let's not let's not label you not as this forever. thing because you can't label someone at the current state you know agreed because when you're going through you're trying to lose weight i'm not calling you fat you're not fat like at this you're in a transition period you're not mm-hmm. fat anymore that's true you know what i mean you don't call like at what point do you call yourself fit yeah and <laughs> like, what, at what point yeah and that is different for everyone yeah the absolutely term fit. yeah exactly you know there's there's a lot of people who kind of look a little bit chunky but they're super healthy and they're, they could run miles and miles mm-hmm. right. so what does that mean you know right. it's it's not who are we to define it and the most important thing is if you you shouldn't define yourself yeah. as a disabled person yeah you know and because a lot of disabled people don't want to like mentally can't get out of it well yes. that's us wrapped like, up we, in that we just can't accept the term don't then don't <laughs> no then don't who's gonna who you know who's who's gonna give you that label anyways exactly. why oh, because why because they give Except you that disabled disability and i'm like whoa whoa, who said whoa, whoa, that? whoa who said that some of our, my, i don't know about you Lindsay, but for I've had me some at the i had therapists tell me that you've got to accept that you currently have a disability yes, it's I've not your overall state but you need to understand that you've got limitations and you need to manage your expectations properly like based what on though what, like oh you you will never do this again or i was literally told i was not gonna be able to walk again that's bullshit and i was told that i could really body oh yeah again. really mm-hmm and wow. I looked at them and I was like, heck no. Wow, Dude, we see this shit all the time. We, I've, I'd rather break something else trying than not try. You, you don't understand how powerful your brain is, man. It's, yeah. it's you, true. That's what I keep saying. A positive attitude and determination goes so far. Yeah, man. Neuroplasticity, man. There's there's the ability to create new like neurological pathways in your body and your brain. And it's just really here. It's here. You're gonna like. He's pointing to his head, by the way. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's in your. It's in your head. It's in your head. You, oh, there's so many. Like I read it all the time, right? And 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 these things fascinate me when, when people, with quote unquote disabilities, are able to walk again. There's thousands of cases that have, have proven that that they have walked again. But the number one thing is their 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 extreme belief that they can do it. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. If you don't believe in it, you're not gonna do it. If yeah. you're if you're told every single day that you're you're never gonna walk, you're just gonna be like, fuck it, I'm not gonna walk. Mm-hmm. You know, but if if you you've read multiple cases that these people have done it and they're normal people, they're not superheroes. Well, they are essentially because that's crazy shit. <laughs> um, you guys are superheroes, man. Like the bill oh, that you're that you. you're walking now, that belief that you won't fuck these people. I'm gonna do what I need to do. Viewed it as a challenge. Yeah. Challenge accepted. Yeah, yeah. Go through the pain. Yeah, go through it, man. Because you're eventually you're going to get to the goal that you want. Yeah. What, like, what? How else are you going to do it? I was even told, sorry, I was even told I wouldn't be able to go to school. I was what? told by the neuropsychologist that school, I would just disappoint myself. And that's bullshit. I wow. had high expectations of getting like A's and everything because that's what I got when I went to high school. And she's like, expect to fail or get like low C's and D's. And I was like, yeah, right. Really? And can you tell us how far you've come? So I got on the honor list. Wow. Yeah. This is after your accident. Yeah. That's amazing. And I honor, er, I graduated with distinction. So I was like, booyah. Yeah, you should have said that. Hey, look, remember what you said? No. Yeah. You did it. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. But see, that's my point. Like, you, 
like you didn't allow anybody to tell you that how you're gonna be right and it's 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 the exact same thing with anything in life like okay tell me tell me that i don't care watch i'm that's that's gonna fuel me to even do it and, and, and shove in your fucking it. face right i'm gonna shove in your face yeah right and i was told that i should have been deemed catastrophic especially because i couldn't go to work mm-hmm. i had to go on disability twice but I refused to give up on going back to work. So was it a challenge? Yes. Were my employers disappointed? Oh my God. I'm sure they wanted to fire me, but couldn't because I had a disability, <laughs> in quotes. Yeah. But I pushed through everyone and everything that I could because I wanted to work. And was I deemed catastrophic because I went back to work? No. But I would much rather reach the goal that I planned out to see versus not try. Mm-hmm. No, you can't and not try, man. Exactly. Like, exactly. And my goal... Give it your all. Exactly. And even at that time, some of my goals started as small as not pressing the accessible button in public places. Oh, wow. I really? convinced myself that one day I would get to a point where I could actually hold my stance and open the door by myself. Good for you. And I did. I mean, it took a really long time, but those were the little goals that got me back into working full time. See, like and even that, like you know, that's a huge step. Like if you tell you tell yourself you bro- you broke your goals down. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna eventually get here, but to get there, I need to open this door without pressing that button. Yeah, it, I right? know so it seems tiny, but it was huge. Oh, for it's me. huge! It's huge. Just like wiggling your toes, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't like nobody will understand that unless you actually you're seeing people who aren't able to do a lot of things, mm-hmm. and then you see these small miracle things that happen. Like yes, let's keep fucking going with that. Let's yeah. keep going. Yeah. And I love doing it. Like I love seeing somebody not be able to lift up five pounds and then eventually they're deadlifting freaking two hundred something. Wow. I see it all the time, man. That's why there's like, I, I believe in my heart that we are able to do whatever the fuck we want if we give ourselves enough Jump time to do it. it. Right. And I've seen it multiple, multiple, multiple times with people. Who you? Who I in my in the back of my head was like, oh, this guy's this guy. This, okay, I'm gonna try, but this person messed. Like I, I don't know how this person is gonna do this, and then they do it. So that shows me like with minimal like belief and just ridiculous, ridiculous drive and just being so ignorant to any other outcome. Like I'm, this is not, this is not a negotiation. Yeah. This this outcome is gonna happen regardless if you believe in me or not. I'll just find somebody else. Right. Which is essentially what I did, right? Yeah. That's exactly how I met Carlo. I said, look, I understand that you've got this clinic. X, Y, Z people did not believe in me, but this is my goal. Do you believe in it? And can you help me get there? Absolutely. (laughs) That's that's it, man. Of course you can. Right? And again, it takes the patient. It takes you who just has extreme motivation to do it. And that gets us fired up because it's (laughs) like, I love it. Dude, it's the it's like the number one thing because there's a lot of people who just have minimum motivation like right. oh yeah, i kind of want to do it but then it kind of hold back but then when you just like okay whatever it takes let me do it it's the best scenario for us but conversely as a patient we also need the support from practitioners yeah. to yeah. help us get there because You're as much as exactly Absolutely. because as much as i believe it i don't trust myself i don't have the medical background to get me through it yeah. so we're very dependent on you guys to help us get there conversely so what is your ultimate goal for you guys like physically where do you want to eventually get to i'm gonna wear heels again 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah damn. So all you can't, 50 you can't... pairs in my closet have dust, and so I'm going to dust them all off. You can't wear heels right now. Not right what, now. What is the kind of challenge with heels? Like at Just that... being on my tippy toes, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, and it translates into the pain in my knee. Yes. It's too much. Yeah. I can't do it. And mine would. And I'd be having to probably not do anything for three days after. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I feel the same thing as Lindsay, but... Um, I actually just this past weekend got rid of my heels. Like what? I threw them out. And really? it's not because it's not because I don't believe that I can do it again, but it's one of the sacrifices that I want to make to reach my other goals. One of my other goals is getting back on the bodybuilding stage and competing again, and I don't think I'm going to get there if I make other sacrifices to my body or I put my body through things such as wearing heels. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I had to decide which goals are more important to me and yep. which ones are not. And I'm not going to lie. I get judged at work for not wearing heels. Like I'm wearing a suit and flats or suit and flip flops. <coughs> but guess what? That's a short term loss for a long term gain. Like I will put heels on again for about five seconds, but on a stage. What? And yeah, and we're well, I was going to say, yeah, you have to, you don't, yeah, I guess you have to wear it. You're yeah. vertically yeah. challenged. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what can we say? Yeah. What, you, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, bikini? What are you doing? Um... So I've done bikini in the past. Yeah. That was kind of the route that I had taken, but I'd like to get to a point where I can do physique. That's cool. Or figure. That's cool. Um, I'd like to see that. That's my goal. Uh-huh. That'd be so, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to wear heels, right? You do. You do. There you yeah. go. So you got to train for that too later on. You do. On. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you can yeah. borrow some of mine. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to need them. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I'm lying in that I did keep one pair of heels, and that was my the competition heels that I won a medal in. Oh. Wow. And I'm hanging on to that for my frame them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, you're going to wear that again? For, yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a great goal, man. Those are yeah. great goals. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of goals. What are three characteristics you feel survivors need to recover successfully? Well, okay, one of the like I said, belief. That's a number. That's yeah. that's huge, yeah. huge. Um, relentlessness, because sometimes it's just. So, uh, did you guys ever read that book, Relentless, no. from t- Tim Grover? You guys need to read that shit, man. It's uh, Michael Jordan. He 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 was a strength and conditioning coach for Michael Jordan pro- predominantly. Oh. One of the first people, because Michael Jordan was one of the first high-level athletes to do strength and conditioning. He was yeah. he was one of them. He was oh. he was his coach. He did. Uh, I think he was coach for um, Kobe as well. Anyway, Tim Grover, L- read this book. So he talks about the characteristics of uh, of a champion, like a true champion, and it's being a relentless person, right? A, a cleaner. Cleaner does whatever the hell he needs to do, and without complaining, like whatever that he needs to do. Yep. And what that's what the characteristic Michael Jordan had is he was the first one in, first one out, or last one out. Um, he 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 used to kind of did he used to do that uh, strength and conditioning when nobody else was doing it. Um, so. He, that's pretty much the mentality that anybody needs to win, right? Mm-hmm. Like giving everything up and just really focusing 100% on their goal. And I think that's, especially with this, that's another thing. It's with, full time. Yeah, it's, full, it's a full time job, yeah. right? Especially I laughed at first when they told me that. I yeah. Said, yeah, right. Yeah. But it really, it really is. is. Mm-hmm. Well, even if you're not physically going through rehab, you're going through challenges in your everyday life yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not the you're not physically this you're not doing things the same for a while. 
yeah. right so it is 100 percent your it's in your head yeah. so the relentlessness to to not just to be like whatever i have to do i'm gonna, gonna do, do it, it. Mm-hmm. that's it yeah. no, like no if ands buts or maybes that's that's it um and really defining your goal that's yeah. it Amazing. So those three things, belief, relentlessness, and really defining your goals and, and changing over time. Because when you get to your heels, I hope you guys don't stop there. No, no. of course right? not. You, you create no. a new goal. Like, and, that's, and that's... They've created a monster here. Yes. No. <laughs> because you take that now and like, shit, I went through all that to get to my heels. What else can I do? Yeah, exactly. Right? So that, like the, the ability to keep pushing the goal forward. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. pushing it forward. Take everything that you've learned about yourself during this time and then translate that into every single thing, your relationships, your your career, everything, your personal goals, yeah. everything. Love that advice. Yeah. So the last question I have for you is around advice. We often have or interview guest speakers who are trauma survivors who provide advice to other trauma survivors. Now that we're speaking to you as a healthcare provider, what would one piece of advice be for other healthcare providers to provide trauma survivors with the best care? My first piece of advice is actually give a shit about people. If you don't give a shit about people and you're just doing it for the money, you should quit and do something else. This Love is it. this is a people business. Like if you if, and if you're if you're in this business you need to love and care for people because at the end of the day your skills are your skills but your ability to connect with people is going to be the major tool that you're going to be using all the time yeah so really like caring about people that's my number one and at school that's what they kept built like saying to us rapport 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 Rapport, man and drill it into your head yep you're you're there for other people a lot of people a lot of practitioners and even like even gym people like they make it about themselves and it's weird Yes. right yeah like they focus on themselves or other people like focus on your client like actually like nine this is the reason why snu got so successful because me and christian decided early on that 99.9 percent of people are treated like shit outside Mm -hmm. so when those people come here we have to change that we have to make a difference we have to actually give a shit about people go into their world and kind of see them for what they are so if you want to succeed in any service type business that's the mentality of that awesome like being amazing and being like great at your craft is is the bare minimum like that's it you have to be yeah. if you're not great at your you gotta craft, love what you do yeah you have to be amazing at what you do that's bare minimum it doesn't matter what you do yeah that is a perfect note to end on but it before is. we do wrap it up do you have any other questions for us or is there anything else that you want to leave us with or our audience um uh with anybody when you're building something especially with you guys um you know there are going to be tough times it's going to be shitty and sometimes you're going to wonder why you're doing it <laughs> so the most important thing is remembering why you're doing it why who you're trying to serve yeah who relies on you to be successful um and, and the the picture that you have in your head of where you want to be where you need to be that has to stick with you throughout this yes. whole journey without with business goals, with goals, your goals. yeah never forget that i i always have it like in in my head in my in my phone everywhere around me on my on, i have um a, a screensaver that says 200 250 locations by 220 2025 oh wow yeah so i have so that's kind of your goal board yeah that's a starting goal um and multiple business after that but that's like always always focus 
and remind yourself why you're doing this, right? yeah. whether it's family or it's for yourself, whatever, whatever drives you. What's your why? Never forget, never forget it. Because uh, it's going to go when you go through the hard times, which we did. Like there's multiple Be times fire in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's multiple times where we had a conversation about quitting SNU. Right. Even if we were successful, um, the next business partner took a quarter of a million dollars from us. This is before we even expanded to a second location or, or a new location. So things get hard and they'll be tough, yeah. but you have to remember your why. Yeah, love it. Wow. Well, congratulations yes, on everything amazing. that you've accomplished to date. But more Thank importantly, you. congratulations on all the people that you've helped. Yes. Um, I mean, I've, I haven't really connected with some of your other clients, but even just me, I've been so invigorated since I started seeing your team at SNU. Um, and it's been a life changer. Like I come home every Saturday and Tuesday morning, which is when I have physio and all my other treatments with you guys. And I feel so happy that someone believes in me and that you guys are actually helping me get there. So thank you so much from a personal level, but also for doing this podcast and yes, sharing your experience you. with our audience. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah, and no oh, I have one more goal. Um, I want to help a billion people. So we're s serving about a couple of... A few thousand a year. That's why I want 250 locations. I want to help a billion people. So, wow. yeah, that's my goal. Good for you. Awesome. And I love that you've got metrics that you can track. Well, we have tons yeah. of metrics. We, have, we know our numbers. I know my numbers inside and out from every single <laughs> facet of my business. And I just want to tell everyone <laughs> that I've been to Carlo's office. <laughs> and I was overwhelmed with the amount of billboards and numbers yeah, handwritten yeah. on the walls. I was like, oh, my God, I can't even process this. But kudos to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't, you know, you get what you measure. Just yeah. remember that if you're going through your business, if you don't know your metrics, you don't know your EBITDA, you don't know your, you know, your profit losses, you're screwed. So you have to understand your numbers. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, again, that will translate and show the client how successful you've become like it just it just becomes transparent at some point absolutely exactly yeah, yeah. all right well thank you so much thank, thank you. you again if this episode has resonated with you please feel free to reach out to us and we will make carlo's information available as well as snu so yes. there are various other practitioners at snu that we'd like to make available to you um, and at some point, I think we'll probably speak with some of your other team members cool. and have them to. featured on the show, if that's okay with you and them. Yeah, of course. These guys are awesome. Yeah. You guys will love them. Yeah. No, I, I definitely do. So <laughs> we look forward to speaking with the team. Um, and obviously, if you like an, our episode, please share it and follow us and like www.andthenithitus.com. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you so much.